All right, guys, welcome back. We have region two. Um, yeah, uh, so we're going to start off with the first game. We got Salt Lake against Fort Wayne. Um, Salt Lake, the Denizens, they are the uh, PNTT champions. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, they're led by uh, just a solid squad. Tanner Inouye, Jason Gardner, Matthew Price. Jonathan Parker, even J.C. DeVita, they, I mean, they can all play. Um, they're going up against Fort Wayne, who came out of nowhere to win Conference 20, the tournament. And they have a great freshman and senior class, um, specifically that freshman class, which is um, led by Ryan Griffin, I would guess. Um, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a great player, great center. Um, it's going to really help him uh, and has been really helping them. So – um, Fort Wayne makes most NTTs. They've been to a ton. So is Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City's one of the top. I mean, yeah, one of the two top um, teams. And Salt Lake City uh, number one all time. Yeah, in wins in PR. Yep, yep. In League Thirty One history, so um, great matchup. Fort Wayne. It's nice that they made it in, but they're running into a really tough, tough team. Salt Lake City number three in free throws yeah. attempted and number. Nine and turnovers. But Kyle, not if Rowdy Handy has anything to do with it. I did not know Rowdy Handy existed. He's amazing. 56% yeah. from the field. Well, wow. 21.3 points a game. And his name's Rowdy Handy. That's awesome. Yeah. And and I think you guys nailed it. I mean, I was going to say Salt Lake City, this is Tanner and Nuye's team. And then yep. look at this matchup in the first round. I mean, the um, the the senior in Nuye who's been um, – you know, on the brink of all league, uh, his whole career. And then, uh, this young guy whose name's Rowdy Handy, perfect, mm-hmm. you know, who's leading their team. Yeah. And on the surface, you would think, you know, man, this is, this is, this is what, um, Salt Lake City wants. But it's actually probably not what they want in their first round matchup. Cause what if Rowdy Handy goes off and gets Tanner and Nuye in foul trouble? They're going to be in some trouble if that happens, you know? Here's one interesting observation. Um, you know, some people put more stock into plus minus than others. But uh, Ryan Griffin, who's a well, highly touted freshman for uh, Fort Wayne, his plus minus is one, plus one. The backup, mm-hmm. Dominguez, who's a senior, he's been there for four years, experienced player in the system. His plus minus is 7.3, plus 7.3. So um, I think it's interesting that Ryan gets the nod over uh, Luke. Yeah, how'd you get three yeah. point three? I'm sorry, I was looking at per thirty. I'm sorry, guys. Got it. Per thirty, I can click that and see it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, this isn't necessarily the matchup. I think, um, I think, I don't think this is the matchup that Salt Lake City and uh, and Coach uh, Bills fam wants. You know, going up against KD and his burner three. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. so, I mean, but, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, if Handy can get hot, I still think it's going to be a tough matchup, though, going against Salt Lake City. Yeah, I think Handy will prevent it from keep uh, – will keep it from being a blowout, but uh, I will take Salt Lake City, too. All right, I love this next matchup. we got two great programs. you got the Erie Browns, coached by M. WJ1457 against Atlantic City Wolves, coached by – Coach, uh, big doctor, one VE. So, um, 
Yeah, Atlantic City's been playing really well this year. Tough Conference 3, playing some tough teams. Uh, Ricardo McCaskill, um, Mitchell Payton, Isaac Williams uh, against Erie Browns. And, you know, when you talk about Erie, you got to talk about Michael Bertini. Um, they're all-league um, small forward. Uh, conference Player of the Year, coming sh- fresh off that. Um, Erie is... <clears throat> Erie is number 10 in true shooting percentage, number 8 in defensive true shooting percentage, number 5 in true shooting percentage margin, number 2 in assist, and number 4 in points. Whereas Atlantic City is number 2 in defensive, or sorry. um, Sorry. um, They're number 1 in defensive, 3 points attempted. I forgive you. And then number 10 in points against. So. What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, it's almost surprising that this team doesn't play in the B1G conference. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Erie's a really, really impressive team. Um, they're, they're big score a ton. Uh, Ahmed Arnold is just mm-hmm. having a beast mode year. Um, you know, yeah. three blocks, 13 boards. That's 13 boards has got to be close to leading the nation. And look at that efficiency. <laughs> right, right. So it's like, you know, even if you didn't have two other guys that can go for 20 a night, you'd say feed Arnold the ball every time, but then you've got these other two scorers in Bertini and Williams. This is an incredibly difficult team to contain. So he is um, number one in total rebounds by almost the whole rebound. The second is Jordan Ward from Hot Springs at 11.89. Yeah, and it's really interesting looking at this. Uh, these two teams. Um, of where they get their scoring from front court, back court, mm-hmm. because Atlantic city is obviously led by McCaskill at 16.2 per game um, and gets some production from their front court, but not nearly as much. There's also yeah. a, a pretty significant height. Well, actually not that significant of a height advantage. So I'll scratch that, but the small forward position does have a little bit of a height differential. Alex Vincent's given up four inches on Bertini. And obviously <laughs> Bertini is, is a force that we talked about. So. Yeah. Um, and I always feel like these teams like Erie are just, they're hard to play against. Um, I mean, maybe not for everybody, but the teams that score do almost all their scoring from the post and they have solid defenders at point guard and shooting guard. They're really tough to play against. Um, in my opinion, they're, they're kind of a knuckleball. I like Erie in this matchup. Though. Yeah. And probably a really underrated guy is, as Chris Golston for Erie. Um, he would start at point guard probably for most teams in the nation. Mm-hmm. 6.6 assists, 1.5 turnovers at the shooting guard position um, with 1.1 steals. That's outstanding, and I think he's a big key. Um, he's the glue guy that holds this whole team together. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Um, yeah, I, man, this this region is loaded. Let's look at Gulf Shores, uh, the Mustard Tigers, coached by Coach Buford Hawk, um, going up against the Hershey Colts, who won Conference 1 and lost their conference tournament. Um I mean, Zachary Smith and Joshua Klein are just – they do all their scoring. They they are combining for 54.4 points per game just between those two. Um, and, uh, yeah, this team's – I mean, this team's fun. They're good. Jose Kraft uh, – or Jazu Kraft, I guess. It's not Jose. Um, he's, a, he's a solid uh, center or power forward that um, really helps – Man, I, I like this team. So Hershey 
they're led by Logan Van, their small forward, 22.6 points a game. Looks um, sorry, what'd you say? He's Logan Van, he looks like a sneaker. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. I can see why you think that. Um, so, Gulf Shores is number six in free throws attempted, number six in defensive true shooting percentage, and number nine in offensive rebounds, whereas Hershey is number nine in free throws attempted and number five in rebounding margin. So, if uh, Hershey can get to the line enough and um, get some free- and, and uh, get the rebounds, they're going to be looking good, but... I mean, Golf Shorts is pretty talented. What do you guys see in this matchup? Because how much can you rely? And this is an amazing <clears throat> freshman class for Golf Shorts. Very, you know, best in the nation. But they're a young team, and I have mm-hmm. experience, and I know that that matters. So Zachary Smith being their anchor, their senior leader, um, a lot rests on his shoulders and on, on his twenty-five points a game. Um, so as long as uh, Golf Shorts just takes care of the ball and can get their freshmen comfortable early, I think they have a good good chance to win this one. Yeah, and I wish uh, Coach Jimmy Neutron was here to give us a little bit of insight on uh, Hershey's point guard, Cole Clifton. Um, I'll give you insight. I recruited that guy. Yeah, and just how he would handle that matchup with Zachary Smith. Um, So we'd love to hear Jimmy's thoughts. But, you know, Clifton's not a bad player, Uh, 16 points, four and a half assists. Uh, He he could easily be overwhelmed with a talent like Smith, um, but we'll see what he comes out with. So Zachary Smith is their only player with NTT experience on this whole roster. The rest have never made the NTT. Um, And he took them to the finals and then lost to uh, Coach Jimmy Neutron's team um, in the the finals, which some say kind of broken, you know, but it's maybe he's getting things back together for his senior year. I like this team. I, I see the potential. He finally has more help around him with that one-two senior class. Um, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him move on. They, they have the talent, but is is the mentality going to be there? Is Zachary Smith going to be able to put that team on his back and take him to the championship? I guess we're going to just conduct a fact check, and um, it turns out Ryan Palmore and Cedric Capelli, the other two seniors on the team, also made the NTT. Good point. I, I must have missed that. Um, not, cool. Let's have uh, a knowledge. So I, I definitely. <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Um, let's look at the five twelve matchup, and this five team is just so good. I, I'm I'm shocked that they're not the number five seed, Blacksburg Bandits, um, coached by Coach Blue Skies. Just a really really solid team, um, top to bottom. One to five going up against the Pontiac Clown Babies. Uh, the Clown ba- Babies are led by Peter Newman, their power forward. Um, Pontiac is number 10 in um, fouling, so they don't foul other people. And then uh, Blacksburg is number one in assist, number eight in steals, number one in turnovers, and number five in points. Um, Pontiac, have any chance here? I was going to say, I don't see much chance for a 5-12 upset here. Um, Blacksburg is is really talented, and obviously it all starts with that 1-1 senior class. Um, what strikes you off the page about Blacksburg is their balance. Four starters averaging in double-figure scoring. Uh, four starters averaging 
over two assists per game. The only one not over two is Hunter Prigg, their center, who's their leader in both scoring and rebounding. And all five uh, starters averaging over three and a half rebounds a game. Um, and everybody's at or well almost at or above one steal as well so everybody in this starting five rotation is really talented and then you look at their bench and most of these guys would be starting I mean they're uh per 30 numbers four of them in double figures their backup center is almost 20 points per 30 um incredibly talented team that's not taking anything away from from Pontiac um their best players Peter Newman you know and I think he's just going to have his hands full all night so um I think Pontiac is a good team and deserves to be here, but they're going to be outmatched for sure. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on to the two fifteen matchup. You got independence going up against Naples. Um, yeah. Naples gets in winning their conference title. Um, not a great strength of schedule, not a great rank, but they made it, you know, and um, that's all you can ask uh, going up against the, Team from a solid conference, man. When teams going thirteen and five can be the number five overall team, that is that is incredible. But um, you know they're led by Jim Allen and Benjamin McLean. Um, so Independence is number two in defensive three points allowed and number ten in blocks. Um, Naples is not top ten in any statistical category. What do you guys see in this matchup? Yeah, McLean's a great player. Independence is a great team. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from Naples. We actually played them in a out-of-conference game this year, and they played us tough. We won on a, on a buzzer beater against these guys. So they can compete with anybody. Um, I just think it's going to be too much. Uh, not much scoring yeah. for Naples. That's what concerns me. I think that they're not going to be able to hang in the points department with, uh, with a solid scoring team like Independence. Yeah, I think Naples' only chance here is to create a lot of turnovers. Um, Independence lost three times to Waterloo this season. Uh, all three of those games, they had double-digit turnovers. Um, and so I think if Naples wants to keep it close, they got to create some extra possessions. Okay. Um, yeah, let's move on to the 7-10 matchup. Uh, we got the Honolulu Orcas, the number seven seed, um, but coached by Lokesters going up against Lansing. These are two top ten all-time um, programs in League 31 history. Um, you know, both coaches had to fight to make the NTT. Um, Lansing, you know, um, up and down season, but those two wins over the um, Ann Arbor team really – um, solidified their bid as a uh, NTT team. Um, yeah, what do you guys see in this matchup? Well, I want to let uh, Coach Sam here speak to his team and what he sees in a minute. But um, just to take something that maybe isn't super obvious right away is uh, I really like DeAndre Fitch coming off the bench for Lansing. Um, almost 20 points per 30. They got a couple guys off the bench that can really score. Um and Fitch coming in at the at the shooting guard position, um, not incredibly efficient, uh, but looks like, you know, coach has really relied on him uh, playing almost 18 minutes a game. Um, so I, I like looking at him coming in and what the depth does in this matchup. 
Uh, Honolulu obviously is just just as if not more of a storied program um, <clears throat> and their NTT performance, especially in the early rounds, I think speaks for itself. Uh, Ira Helton, you know, is their, their leading scorer. Um, and he's also a guy that looks like he can, can get to the rim on both sides of the court. Um, not afraid to go up for those rebounds, um, but not the most impressive shooting percentage. So I wonder if uh, Lansing's defense here can try to take advantage. looks like they do have a height advantage um, at those wing positions. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, Sam, I want to ask you, what, what do you see and what are you trying to take advantage of? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to give respect and credit to Laxters. I really think Laxters is one of the uh, – is is the most legendary coach in, in the league right now. Um, they won it like a mm-hmm. – I think last year they, they finally broke – snapped the first round win in the NTT. Um record they set but yeah lobsters they're just a class act this is a great team this is their 18th ntt in 20 seasons yeah so it's, it's really to be on the court with mm-hmm. them um i think what we're gonna really try to practice this weekend i think the thing that could be our achilles heel is the fouls um we've struggled with with uh fouling this season and lobsters hasn't uh they only foul 15 times a game and their opponents foul 17.7 so if we can't slow that down um and they're on the line all night that could be a problem for us but Real quick, I will just say this. Um, last year, we had our worst uh, power ranking since season one. And so pretty much the first, uh, the worst I've ever coached. And the way these guys rebounded this year was amazing. I'm so proud of this team, probably more proud than um, I can remember in recent history of being proud of a team. So they just were resilient this year. I'm really proud of them. And we'll see what we can do in the uh, NTT. Yeah, you guys have such a balanced squad. Um I mean, everyone, everyone is a plus player, I feel like, on your team, top to bottom. Um, but this team is going to go as far as Alejandro Wheeler takes you. Um, and if he, can, if he can do what we know he can do, which is shut down the other team's best player and score points, um, you're going to be in a good position. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how it goes. Good luck, uh, Coach Lockstreet. Okay, let's look at the next matchup. We got Anaheim War Beagles um, going up against Boulder, Man of War 2, who came through in one conference 21 um, in pretty dramatic fashion. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, you, you look at – when you look at Anaheim, you look at James Leonard and Angel Bolton, those guys. and Well, I guess Jacob Morris, too. I mean, all three of those guys just – they, they score a lot of points, and then they got their two, their two big men, Patrick Palmer and Tyreek Patterson. Man, this team looks really, really good. Um, Boulder's going to have a tough time, but, uh, you know, you never know. Isaac Peel looks like – I mean, he's a good player. Um, and they got, they, got some, they got some solid players uh, throughout their team. Uh, Boulder is not top ten in any statistical category, whereas Anaheim is – um, number seven in three points attempted, number two in offensive rebounds, number four in blocks, number 10 in turnovers, and number eight in personal fouls. What do you see in this matchup? So I I do so – I think this is a, a tough draw for Boulder because I think Boulder's a great team, and I kind of wanted to pick them. I still think it's going to be a great game because you look at guys like Ethan Hunt. He quietly <laughs> makes a huge impact for his team. I think he's a really good defender. Um, he's smart with the ball. He knows how to – um, get it to, to scores, and he shoots at a high percentage. 
But look at the height differential, guys. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be tough, isn't it? I mean, you're mm-hmm. looking at some of the one of the biggest teams in the nation with Patrick Palmer, the freshman stud, um, who really just makes it. He can, you know, he blocks blocks every shot that gets near him. And Boulder's coming out with a six seven, six nine, six seven front court. So I think that could be what really um, is a struggle for Boulder in this game. <clears throat> yeah, and this. Um... Anaheim team reminds me a little bit of the Rochester team that won the championship just with the twin towers approach. You got two huge guys that can both rebound and pass. Um, I think maybe Rochester's bigs scored a little bit more, um, but these guys in Anaheim don't really need to with the backcourt that this team has. So um, they're really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And this region is just loaded. Uh, the six eleven matchup is Rockford versus Shawnee. Um, Rockford struggled a little bit out of the gates, but they've really turned it on. I mean, they have probably, I mean, it, recruiting rankings-wise, maybe the number one team in the league, right? Um, and once uh, Eduardo, Eduardo uh, Bates kind of took off, this team started to take off as well. Um, and they've been, playing, they've been playing really well to end the season. I know Conference 14 is not the best, but it's not a slouch of a conference either. Um, they're going up against uh, Shawnee, um, you know, led by their freshman class, Matthew Moe, Hunter Hankins. Um, Shawnee is number 10 in offensive rebounds and number three in rebounding margin, whereas Rockford is um, number 10 in true shooting percentage margin, number six in rebounding margin, number three and assist. So what do you see in this match? Yeah, the first most obvious thing is we just talked about the height for Anaheim. Uh, look at the height for Shawnee. 6'7 point guard, 6'5 shooting guard, 6'10 small forward, 7 foot power forward, and 6'11 center. Uh, their bench drops off quite a bit, but um, that's a lot of size out there. And uh, you look at these guys, they they tried to play a long zone early in the season, dropped a couple games, and, mm-hmm. and went back to normal defense. And it, it worked for most of the rest of their games until they lost the conference championship game. Um, so that's just really intriguing to me, um, seeing that they, you know, what kind of size they put out there. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how this stacks up nationally, but they're holding their opponents to 46% from the field. Um I, I would think with that kind of size that Coach Vernal was hoping to drop the opponent's field goal percentage even further. Um, but on the offensive side, this team is really balanced. And when you look uh, when you look at their matchup with Rockford, Rockford really relies on Edgardo Bates and then has a couple other guys that hover right around 10 points a game. So that's just a little mm-hmm. bit of a difference in style, and I think a lot of it depends on how the freshman Bates performs. Um, but I think what tips this matchup for me is is really the experience of Rockford. Even though Bates, their their best player, is a freshman, um, they're starting two seniors in their front court, and uh, every class they have is really loaded. Whereas with Shawnee, they're starting all three of their freshmen, um, and really their talent is in their younger players. So I think this could be a really really good game, and it could be really close. But I'm going to go with Rockford because of their experience. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, looking at this region, man, I, f- I feel like I'm going fairly chalk in the first round for the most part. 
But after that, I feel like it's wide open. Um, I'll do a couple of my picks. Um, I'm actually taking Erie to take down Salt Lake City. I'm taking Gulf Shores over um, Blacksburg. Um, And then I'm going to take Lansing to the Sweet 16 over Honolulu and Independence. And then I'm taking Anaheim over Lansing. And then I'm taking... um, I'm taking Erie uh, to the final four, beating him. I'm picking the top half of this bracket. So I don't really know who's coming out of the bottom. Um, I don't, I'm not sure who to say there. But on the top, you have Salt Lake City, one of the best teams in the nation. Um, Golf, Shores, and Blacksburg. I think the winner of that game could easily make it to the final four. So that's kind of my uh, bold ish prediction yeah. is that the winner of that four or five, if they both get there, which they probably won't. We'll uh, make it to the final four. Nice. Um, the matchup I would love to see here is Kyle. You stole what I was going to say with Erie over Salt Lake. No disrespect to Salt Lake City, but I would really love to see uh, Erie versus Blacksburg um, for a spot uh, in the Elite Eight there. Um, and then, th- I mean, this is tough. <clears throat> I'm going to take Independence over Honolulu. I think Honolulu Lansing is a, a coin flip. Um, and I'm going to take Rockford over Anaheim, and then uh, Rockford and Penns could go either way, but I'll take Rockford, and then I don't know. Let's say let's say Blacksburg through to the final four. In for Salt Lake City and Independence, listen, don't use this for bulletin board material because you're really good teams. It's just kind of more fun to not pick the one and two seed. So that's absolutely one hundred percent. And honestly, in this region. I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if there were – I mean, there's eight teams legitimately, maybe nine, ten, that could make it to the Final Four. Like, they're, this this region is just loaded. This is the region region of death, you know. Um, I I am glad I'm not in this oh, region. Uh, you're glad you're in it? I mean, this is the one this – the, this is the region everyone's going to have their eyes on, right? I mean, imagine being at that Sweet 16 with those four – Whatever four teams make it through, like that little that little blockade of group or whatever, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, any players you guys want to watch? I mean, I'm watching Tanner and Nunye. I really want to see if this is Alejandro. We have this breakout. Um, uh, I mean, he's he's played well, but is this his breakout in the national? Yeah, state I'm at too? Arnold Erie. Um, well, the combo of him and Fernando Williams, they fell short of the final four. Uh, Bertini? No, Ar- yeah. Arnold and Williams are both seniors. Bertini's but, a junior team, but um, yeah, yeah. both their bigs yeah, yeah. fell fell short of the Final Four uh, two years ago. Um, so I'm watching them, and then uh, I-, I really like Hunter Prigg from from Blacksburg as well. Alex Stringer is a great player on that team. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of great players. One guy I wanted to mention too, Zachary Smith, who I mentioned earlier. I think he's kind of the key mm-hmm. to. Golf short success because those freshmen are so talented. They need a guy like Smith to kind of anchor them down. Yeah. And Joshua Klein's averaging oh, 29 uh, yeah. points per game. I mean, just. Yeah. Okay, freshman, 28 um, points. He's actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Logan Van. You yeah. Know? When, uh, so when the, when the van's on, players. it looks like sneakers. Yeah. I can't tell the difference. Um, 
Cool. Well, next up, we'll be in your ears with Region 3. So stay tuned.